New York and San Francisco have two of the largest populations of Asian Americans in the United States. But which is better? In New York, as the song goes, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. But for many, San Francisco is where they leave their heart. So where would you rather live? This is the Infatuation Podcast, where we talk about Asian things that we love. On today's episode, I invited two folks who have lived in New York for a good chunk of their lives, and they're going to help us decide whether we should have a New York state of mind or if the West Coast is the best coast. everyone how's it going welcome back to the podcast uh we hope you're doing great today we're gonna have a fun show we're gonna talk about america's it's one of the oldest cities it's probably the city that most people when they think of america it's the city that most people think about we are talking about none other than new york new york we're gonna do a new york show and who better to talk about new york than two people who grew up there uh, let me introduce them to you. We're going to introduce a guy, our old pal from way back. When was that? December? Uh, I think we that did, was December, yes. We did the Cowboy Bebop show. It is one of the hosts from the Worst Asian Podcast coming to us from Flushing, Queens. It's Lingji. Hey, Lingji. Hey, Curtis. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Welcome back to the pod. I think uh, per, tra- per tradition of our one and only episode, whatever we talk about is going to get canceled prior to you even <laughs> releasing the episode. So all the residents of uh, Queens and Flushing, I'm sorry, you're about to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about doing this for months and months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been, look- you've been looking forward. You're like, oh, I'm going to smack you down so hard. You're not going to be able to come back. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> I'm all talk. I'm all talk. <laughs> we'll see today. Uh, well, I'll, I'll talk about it in a second. Well, let's introduce our other guest. It is Emily. Hey, Emily. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, and you are in San Francisco. Born and raised New York. But born and raised New born York. Born and raised in New York. So I, I know New York. And I, I would say I've been living in, in San Francisco the same amount of years I've been living in New York. Oh, so you, you, you're the best person for this episode because you can talk about San Francisco and you can talk about New York. Right. So Brooklyn, New York, does, does the accent come and go? Like when you go home, does the accent come, you know, does it get a little thicker and you neutralize a little bit when you come out here? A- absolutely. How did you know that? Because I, I don't hear it as much. Yeah, I, I think I was hanging out with you one time and you might have had a drink or two in you and I think the accent came out a little thicker. <laughs> I, I will say that I love my New York accent. And when I'm talking to people from New York, the New Yorker comes out in me. But, uh-huh. but it's controlled. It's controlled. If I'm hanging out with the Californians, you can't tell I'm from New York. Yeah. But if you're like sleep deprived or if you had like three glasses <laughs> of champagne, it comes out a little more. But, but I need my coffee. I need my yeah. coffee. <laughs> <Your> coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lingji, do you do you do you ever do a New York accent when people are, are speaking? I don't think so. I mean, people say I have a Queens accent, but I don't really hear it. It's one of those things where because everyone around me speaks with the same tone and the same mannerisms, uh, vocabulary, and everything, I don't hear it like other people would. 
do I yeah. sound like I have a New York and or Queens accent? You've heard enough of me screaming on the internet. Uh, no, I would not. I would not say it. How, how old were you when you moved to New York? I was six. Okay. And I'm, and, and I'm 35 now. And I've been in Queens most of my life. I've worked in Manhattan. I've worked in Brooklyn. So I've kind of like, it's a, men, it's a blend of all those unique little accents that I hear. Yeah. From the different yeah. boroughs. Yeah. 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 I, I don't hear it now, but I'll let you know if I if I uh, <laughs> if it comes out. <laughs> we should say we should do a little primer here. So we're talking about New York City, which uh, is made up of these five boroughs, uh, which all of which are bigger than San Francisco. So this, <laughs> we're talking about eight eight point four million people, and the one that people think of as as New York is Manhattan. When they say the city, that's kind of when you see movies. Typically, it'll be Manhattan. And then there's Brooklyn and the Bronx, Queens, and Staten Island are the five boroughs. We'll do a little more New York history in a second. So what would you say? Like just off the top of your head, what's the best thing about living in New York? Emily, do you want to go first? Oh, geez. Well. Put you on the spot. I thought you were going to say what's the best thing about living in San Francisco. <laughs> I, I, you had that I, answer I already. Start, I will start that I I moved out here when I was probably like two years after undergrad, like 22. And within the first week of me moving here, just relocating and figuring everything out, maybe knowing three people, I will tell you, I knew, I just knew within that first five days, this was the best decision of my life. And I never mm. thought that. I, <laughs> All right. So we're already started. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I just had to put it out there. I, I won't forget that feeling about 20 years ago when I was like, man, this was the best decision of my life. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I, Lindy, so, so, apologies. I didn't mean to derail us on our uh, conversation. No, no, that's all right. Mm-hmm. Listeners yeah. can't tell. I'm making a very strange face through the entire time. <laughs> Emily was bragging about the West coast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead, Lingji. Give give a give us a reason why. Uh, not that Emily's wrong, but give us a reason why New York is great. I I don't want to say she's wrong, but she's probably wrong, <laughs> and that's because New York it's it's it, it's its own creature. I think you either love it or you don't, right? You either like coming here for a vacation or you're okay staying here for the extent of like but like the whole year, your entire life, because New York is very diverse. I think that that's the main thing as well. But I do admit. It's a special taste. It's a unique taste that not everyone really likes. And I get that a lot of people um, want to kind of leave the hustle and bustle of New York City and get out to either, you know, like the suburbs or like with with you guys out to the West Coast. So um, I'm not going to argue that point. But there is so much that New York offers that you, I just feel you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I should say my sister was in New York for about 17 years. She was in Manhattan. And so my, most of my experience of New York City is Manhattan. And there are, there are a lot of things that I like about New York. Um, but there's a few things, you know, <laughs> it's, and it's, they're not necessarily bad things, like Lingji said. They're just things that you have to get used to mm. or you have to, you have to like to want to stay there long term. But as a city, I, I didn't realize that San Francisco is so small until I went to New York, you know, like San Francisco is puny compared to New York City. Yeah, the buildings, the buildings only get so high out there, don't they? Yeah, they're, they're, and they're spread out a lot more. You know, you can see the sun when you're walking downtown, you know, you look up, you can see the sky. But New York City, oh man, it's a real city. You know, it's a, it's a, I will, I will say that, so my first, uh, 
you know, 22 years of life, grew up in Brooklyn, New York. And I, I, you know, I stayed in New York for undergrad. I was, I went to SUNY Binghamton in upstate New York, but again, surrounded by New Yorkers. But I will say that I would not trade my, the first 22 years of my life for anything. I mean, I mean, I, I, I will tell you the, um, right off the bat, I'll, I'll tell you why. I had experiences that my children will never experience here. Number one, I grew up in Brooklyn. Do you know how diverse that melting pot is? I mean, yeah, you're talking yeah. about like Middle Eastern, Indian, Vietnamese, Korean. I don't eat Puerto Rican. Like, I don't even know where you're from, you know, around the world, yeah. right? That melting yeah, pot, yeah. The, the, I had, my best friend was Russian and Indian and, and Chinese all at the same time, right? That melting pot is, is um, incredible. And the other thing is that um, high school, I went to just a little bit of my stuff. I went to Brooklyn Tech Technical High School, which is a high school that draws people, kids from students from all five boroughs. And I will tell you, Curtis, I mean, time of my life, Manhattan was our playground. It was like the village, the South Street Seaport, you know, uptown, midtown, you know, like A&S Plaza, which probably doesn't even exist anymore on 34th Street. I mean, Manhattan was our playground and there's nothing like that in San Francisco, Curtis. It's like, we're going (laughs) to the freaking mall. Like, I'm like, what do people do here? They're like, oh, they just go to the local mall. And I'm like, that's where they hang out. (laughs) Boring. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's like totally like, it's the local mall and like the ice cream shop in the neighborhood. Yeah. And I'm just, mm. so I'm just like, wow, that's all that, that's the happening. That's a, there's nowhere else to go. <laughs> and when they say the city that doesn't sleep, it's totally true. Oh yeah. I went to a show one time, broad, one of those Broadway shows and it was getting out at what? 11 o'clock. And then we were going to take the subway back to Queens actually. And I was worried. I was like, man, we're not going to get home till 1231. But the subway is still full. You know, <laughs> at twelve thirty at night, the subway is full. There's no danger at all. I, I didn't feel in danger at all because people are just coming home from work. Yeah. They're going to work. Yeah, <laughs> like in San Francisco at nine thirty, or oh, even that, earlier. It's not even nine thirty. It's like six thirty. <laughs> I will tell you. Okay, I'll tell you something a little bit like embarrassing. You know, now that we have, you know, we're doing this cast. I went out to dinner for with a friend last night. We just had outdoor cafe, you know, in my neighborhood in the sunset. And then after we ate, it was must have been like 730. We wanted to hang out a little bit longer. And we were like, oh, okay. Is there where can we go? Let's let's look on Yelp. We found some Asian dessert place like Mm. 20 blocks away. Like, sure, let's just drive there. We'll just sit there, chit chat, have a quick dessert. We get there and it's like, you know, one of those, like, no one's allowed to sit inside. What do you want to order? Like, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, there was like, literally, like, we drove like 30 blocks. And then we said, okay, there's like literally nowhere to go. It's it's eight (laughs) o'clock. This is San Francisco. And then there's still light outside. (laughs) Yeah, it's light outside. And I'm like, and okay, I will admit, I, you know, as we're trying to look for a place to go, I'm thinking this would never happen in New York. Yeah. There would be like a, a zillion places. And then I was like, well, I even said, let's go to the Starbucks. Star- you know, let's just sit in. So even the Starbucks was closed. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. So then so then we just said, you know what? Let's just talk in the car for. Oh, my God. <laughs> there was nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. Okay, so I have to credit New York. There's 
I mean, yeah. there's like a thousand options, right? There like, is. You can just yeah. close your eyes, spin in a circle, point forward, and something's going to be open. Even now yeah. with the COVID, COVID's over. Yeah, it's pretty much back to normal. Although uh, some places, maybe they have slightly less hours. But, that, but, but, but because we're so dense that even if a good percentage of the stuff is closed, there's still so much stuff around. So you could meet your friend right now at right 8 o'clock. And, and, and we can go bar hopping. Is it possible out there to even go bar hopping? <laughs> There, there are some bar districts, <laughs> like, but now where we live, plan this, and you have to time <laughs> yeah. it out. Yeah, or you just you have to go. You know, you have to go to the marina, or you have to go somewhere. The mission. There, there's, there's areas where there's bars, but in New York, there's bars everywhere. You there's know? bars everywhere. There's restaurants that still play. There's clubs, yeah. lounges. Diners, yeah, anything for sure. Any time sure. of the day you want a certain cuisine, there's something that's going to be open. Yeah, e- yeah. even yeah. with COVID. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not worried about okay, because I feel like we have more less options, Curtis. Yeah, even now it's, we're California. You know, California. <laughs> you know, because I just went to Florida, and you know, there's good luck seeing someone wearing a mask in Florida. Right? <laughs> but in California, it's still pretty heavily masked up, and people are nervous still. So I, I think the owners would open up if they had customers, but the the customers aren't there uh, yet. I think people are still nervous. That makes so. sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're we're a little soft. I, I will give you this too. We're Lingy, a little soft. Lingji has a life, and we don't, Curtis. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a life. Trust me. A, okay, so that's, I don't have a life. I'm stuck with my son here me. right now. That's one thing good about New York. Lingji. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say this. I don't know when this is going to go in, in, into our conversation, but I was going to say that New Yorkers are definitely tougher too. I, I think, like how here in the West Coast, if someone looks at you. And and your feelings are hurt. You know, you have to talk about it. You know, and I like the way. I, can I expose you a little bit, Emily? Emily and I were talking, and she's like, you know, sometimes I feel like I have to yell at my kids just to toughen them up a little bit. Oh my god! Because that's the <laughs> out New here in the West in Coast, we're so soft that you know they they got to get a little they get a little taste of uh, of Brooklyn in out of Emily. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I will be transparent. This is a personal goal I'm working on. <laughs> Is that, and I don't know of any of my friends that do this. So, you know, this is, you, this is a personal goal for sure. I, I have very little patience with my children and um, there's a lot of cursing that comes out of them. <laughs> and it is not appreciated by my children or my husband. He, I think my husband is mortified at, at the language I use. So I've been, use, I've been trying to tone it down, especially, you know, it's, it's less stressful over the summer. But, but, um, but my, my, my kids are very well versed in, um, how to use the, the words and they'll even call someone out if it's used in the wrong context. <laughs> it's not a good thing. I'm not proud of this. This is absolutely horrible, but it's like, it's uncontrollable, you know? You know, it's so funny. I can see the New York in you trying to escape out right now. <laughs> it's, it's completely embarrassing and it's it's truly a personal goal of mine to cut that language off but do you think part of it is just because you know you grew up in, in brooklyn and it's just kind of like kids are a little tougher out there man they get they get yelled at a little more in brooklyn maybe i don't yeah, know they get yelled at by the parents and just random strangers on the street too i i will say that the 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 cursing makes everything funnier it's like even when I'm texting with my friends, like it's likely the New York friends are cursing. Like the first text, it's like there's a curse inside already, you know, and I'm like laughing at it. And I would say that 
very minimal cursing among West Coast friends. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> it's very, too civilized out there. An extreme situation, right? Extreme situation. But you were saying that the jokes in New York, oh. people in New York are just so much funnier than people out here. We're, maybe we're too serious and too sensitive. Okay, yes? that, okay, that, okay. So you're gonna t- okay. So you know, to answer your question from like ten minutes ago, Curtis, what's what's my favorite thing about New York or New Yorkers is is their humor. It's it's unmatchable. It's unmatchable. Yeah. It's very rare I meet uh, someone from California that's that comes even close. To New York funny. We have very, very thick skin too. So we can dish it out and we can also take it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like no hard feelings. Yeah, no exactly. Hard. We're like best friends. It's all love. Yeah. Yes. Yes. In fact, you the, the more you curse at someone, it's like the more love you're showing, you know? Curtis will tell you that's basically my motto. <laughs> I make fun yeah. of you because I love you. Yeah, I got a podcast for you, Emily. It's called <laughs> The Worst Asian God. Podcast. It's uh, two guys yelling yelling at each other for about 45 minutes. It's, it's <laughs> Lingji's, Lingji and his childhood friend, Ben, and they just pick a topic and just, they don't know anything about it most of the time. And they're, they're yelling just, at each other. They're just making fun of how little they know about each topic. And, and yeah, it's, it's a good time. Oh, oh my God. goodness. I'm going to listen to it tonight. Oh, God, please. Which Chris. episode do you recommend I start with? Ooh. Uh, there's it? a language episode. I always tell people to start with that. It's just Ben and I. I forget what the exact title was, but if you search language, maybe from a couple weeks, from a couple months ago. Language. Okay. Yeah. Like how important is language or something to that extent, if you want to start yeah. with that. All right. You and got I apologize in advance. <laughs> I, I will let you know my review tomorrow. Yeah, yes. I, oh, please. I think you'll really like it. Yeah, I think you'll like it. <laughs> Don't have your kids listen. <laughs> Let's uh, let's introduce our guest a little more. I get a little bit about your background. So Emily actually is from the village of Toysan. Toysan. Yeah. So my my ancestors were from there as well. I don't speak it, but if you want to learn a little bit about Hoisan or Toysan, Taishan in Mandarin, you can go to Emily and her friend, our mutual friend Ray's YouTube channel. Ooh. Called Finding Hoisan with Ray and Emily. You got what do you got? Six episodes. It's just for fun, right? Yeah, subtitles. Subtit Ray included subtitles. Yeah. Hours, oh, that's like a lot of work. Ten hours yeah. of work per episode. Yeah, yeah. But so, so <laughs> do you know? Do you know your family's history? Do you know when they came to New York? Or? Absolutely, absolutely. My my dad came 1965 when he was about 16. So yeah, yeah. so he came here from high school, uh, for high school, um, directly. Maybe probably spent a little time in, in Chinatown and then, and then primarily grew up in Brooklyn. And then my mom, my mom came through the, to the U.S. through um, Hong Kong. So she was in Hong Kong for a little bit. And she didn't come till about maybe she was like 20 years old. So a little bit later than my dad. So probably in the early 1970s. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Ling Chi was born overseas. What, what I forget what city you guys are from. Um, Wenzhou, which is a uh, it's in the province of uh, Zhejiang. Okay, yeah. So that's kind of east, east, middle, middle east. I would, yeah, near yeah, the yeah. water. But we so. migrated uh, over to well, we took a pit stop in Paris, France, oh. um, <laughs> and then we came here when I was six years old in 1993, summer of 1993. Uh, both my parents and I. Okay. All right. And then, so both of you grew up in kind of, it wasn't exactly Chinatown, but Flushing, Queens, and Brooklyn, New York have big Chinese populations. So were you, when you were at school, it was pretty much most kids had black hair and most kids were from somewhere or their family background or what was school like for you guys? Um, 
So I'll go. So the so this neighborhood I grew in was Midwood, Brooklyn, and it's actually um, changed a lot, you know, since I was a was a kid, right? It's many years. So it's it's actually what I'm hearing from my parents right now. They're still there. It's like become like a little little Pakistan. I I don't know if that's oh. an official nickname, but <laughs> mm-hmm. apparently it's heavily Pakistan. When I was growing up there, you know, middle school and um, elementary school, you know, we went to the local schools. I would say it was kind of what I was alluding to earlier, like a, a huge mixture of could be Puerto Rican, Indian, Pakistan. Um, mm. Maybe there were a few other, maybe three other Chinese people, maybe. Oh, a lot of Russians, okay. Polish, oh. uh, Jewish. I mean, it was, you know, African-American. I mean, it was like a real mm. melting pot of diversity. So, um, yeah, where I grew up was really a, a melting pot. What about you, Lingji? It's I have the same sentiment as well. I grew up in Flushing, Queens. Um, as Curtis said before, when, when we, I was growing up, we didn't really even look at Flushing as a quote unquote Chinatown. Nowadays, yes. it's maybe in my opinion, and to a lot of people's opinions, the best Chinatown in New York City above 8th Avenue in Brooklyn and above um, the more historic one in Manhattan. But when but when I was growing up, it was just Flushing. It was never referred to as a Chinatown. We did have a good portion of Chinese people here as well. Over the past 30 years or so that I've, that I've lived in Flushing, I've seen the same thing too, where there has been this big transition to having a lot more Asian people, a good chunk of which are Chinese as well. When I went to school growing up here, my close friends were, you know, of course, I had some Chinese friends, I had some Korean friends, El Salvador, Pakistan friends, Indian friends. It was much more diverse than what I see now. But mm. then again, that's just me looking on the outside. And the same thing that you said, I have a son. And one of the things that I do really want him to have is growing up here in Queens, um, he is going to be exposed to a much more diverse group of kids growing up, even though... I've seen this neighborhood take a shift towards being more Chinese and more Asian. I still think the general makeup of Queens in general, you know, people call it the world's borough, right? It is the most diverse district by lots of different uh, metrics. Mm -hmm. I think we have, this might be outdated, but I remember we have like 130 languages from across 120 different countries just in the borough of Queens. Yeah, yeah. So there is that big diversity there. And I do want my son to grow up and see people that look like him, of course, you know, for his own culture, but also see people that look nothing like him. Yeah, that is very cool. We should say that, you know, in San Francisco, our our population is so historic and it's maybe more similar to Manhattan Chinatown that, you know, Flushing's quote unquote Chinatown is so much newer and you know fresh it's it's got kind of the latest trends in in street food and stuff like that from what i've seen on like youtube oh yeah if you search youtube you get a lot of flushing this a lot of flushing cheap beats or tours of flushing yeah and and, lingy you've been out here our our chinatown is so old it's kind of like manhattan chinatown i think our chinatown is so old and historic Mm -hmm. but it hasn't evolved a whole lot so it's just a different kind of chinatown like yeah it's, it's I was more out historic, there just before yeah. COVID in, in February of 2020 in San Francisco. And I, and I remember going to the Chinatown there and thinking, wow, there is not much here at all. Yeah. <laughs> like you look yeah. at the stuff on Yelp, you look at the stuff online about what's the best places to go to. And you see like the highlight reels. But then when you go there, yeah. beyond the highlights, there wasn't much going on. And Few I almost and felt kind of sad because I felt like that area was being neglected to a certain extent. 
Yeah, for, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I know it is. So, as Emily alluded, so the Chinese population started in Chinatown, and then in the 1960s and 70s, it went out to the other districts. But it just doesn't have that energy that a, no. a Flushing would have, or or parts of Brooklyn. So, no. there's huge Chinese populations outside of Chinatown, but it's just, yeah, it's a different energy. I think it's definitely sleepier and more. <laughs> but there's like, no energy. Just, yeah, it's, <laughs> there's no energy. People stay home. Yeah, they just stay inside. They they have gates on their doors. You know? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's very very isolating. I think in in the Sunset District. Yeah, the um. So I'd say that growing up in New York, um, I. So even though I lived in Brooklyn, I spent a lot of time in Chinatown. So mm-hmm. the, I, I I went to the first Chinese Presbyterian Church, which is in the heart of Chinatown. So we would go as a family every Sunday. So yeah, we'd spend yeah. a whole day in Chinatown. And in the, in addition to that, when I was in high school, like I was mentioning, Manhattan was like our playground. Chinatown would be one of the places that we would go. Sure. Would be like, yeah. let's go have dinner in Chinatown. Let's go have dim sum dinner, whatever. So so I was frequenting Chinatown very often as a New Yorker, even though I wasn't living there. And I will say that the San Francisco Chinatown doesn't even come close to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's probably a hundred reasons for that, but mm-hmm. I don't know exactly why, but our Chinatown needs some help. So Curtis, if I said, hey, Curtis, let's go meet in Chinatown, you'd be like, what the? Like, like is yeah. there something happening? Like, well, yeah, why? Yeah. Like, you'd be like, what the heck? <laughs> Though I will say, you know, in the last in the last year I've been there, just just because mm-hmm. I've been to Chinatown more in this last year, just to kind of help help. I don't know. I'm just, I'm one person, but you know, I want my kids to see it. And right, my right. mom grew up there. You know, my my family goes way back there. And so I'm trying to talk it up a little bit on, on the podcast here and there. But it's hard. It's yeah. super hard because yeah, there's not a lot down there. So we'll see. Yeah. I, I'm going to continue. I'm going to try to get some Chinatown locals okay. to come on the podcast. And we're going to do some, we'll try to talk it up a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, so if you're listening out there and you you want to help help me talk up Chinatown a little bit, let me know. I'll get you on an episode. Promote but San Francisco Chinatown. We need it. Yeah. Just for fun. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a little back and forth on kind of making a case for our our cities. Now, because San Francisco is so small, I'm going to give Emily and myself the whole Bay Area. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Because San Francisco is like less than a million people. And you're Wait a second. I was going to say, I wish Lingji could see my street. Like there's. <laughs> There's like nobody walking on my street ever. It's like so, a ghost town, but I live in the city. Do I get Queens at least, or do I just get Flushing? <laughs> no, no, you get the five boroughs. You get I get the five boroughs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh forget Staten God. Island. That's the cousin that w- that we yeah, don't so talk you, about. You get the you get the big one. Then we don't get worry. the full California state. Then if you no. <laughs> no, 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 we because nah, yeah, if we included LA, that's too much. So okay. we'll just go all Bay Area Bay and area. again. This is just for fun and bragging rights, but uh, so we're gonna go back and forth. Uh, Emily, you can you can play both sides too if you want to chime in okay. on the New York side. Okay, you can too. All right, so first generic question, and we might have touched on this already, but you can elaborate, and we'll let you go first, Lingji. Mm-hmm. What are some of the top reasons why someone would want to live in either Flushing or New York City in general? Let's. I, I guess we'll narrow it down to Flushing. Otherwise, it gets like too too yeah. big of an advantage over you guys so oh, i'll limit myself okay. to let's say queens <laughs> okay 
Queens is, I said this before, the world's borough. It is literally the most diverse place in the world. If you want anything to do with your Asian culture, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody, but I think 50% of New York City's Asian residents live in Queens. And I think as Queens overall, I think it's one third Asian. That the, uh, the entire population of Queens is one third Asian. So just mm-hmm. imagine that many Asian people cooking all their cuisines. Simply yeah, yeah. by just the food alone, I think Queens is the best place I've ever been to in the entire world. Yeah. yeah. Because whatever it's, cuisine you want, you can, lo- you can probably yeah. find not just a version of it, but a good version of it too. Yeah. It's hard to argue for you, food. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I give you that. Diversity and food. Because I don't think the food is great here, Curtis. No, <laughs> no. Or, or we do have some, but they're so spread out. Like, you know, you have to go all the way to Cupertino or you have to mm. go, you know, but in, it's so compact in New York City. Like when you're walking down the street, how many, how many different choices for a boba do you have? Like if you're walking down. Oh my God. Ho- holy shirt. Holy t-shirt. In Flushing, I say this all the time. Literally every time I go out to Flushing, there's a new tea place and I have no idea what the difference is. It's just a different name, a different <laughs> style, but all the drinks look the same to me, which is great. You know, like, you know, you do you, but there, there has to be at least five boba shops per block in like the middle of Flushing, yeah, at least. Yeah, and they're yeah. probably under exaggerating. It's probably more than five per block. I do remember that. It's pretty, it's pretty great for if, if as a food town, and, and if you include the rest of the New York City and other cuisines, you yeah. know, anything from French to Italian to Chinese right. to India, it is an amazing food town. Probably in the world, one of the best food towns. Yeah. The sure. final reason I would say is um, mass transit. I, oh, people yeah. say all they want about the transit system here. It is not the most sanitary thing in the world. I will give it that. But the fact that you have readily accessible mass transit, whether it's buses or trains yeah. or anything like that, you really don't need a car, no matter which borough you live in, except for Staten Island. But like I said, that's the cousin that we don't talk about. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's really convenient. Like um, if you worked in Manhattan, how long would it take you to get down to like Wall Street? Um, Like 15 minutes, depending on which trains you have to transfer to. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, quick. Once you, once you get there. Yeah, yeah. Super and if fast. you want to take one of those uh, bikes, because we have a lot of um uh, bikes outside that you can rent and whatnot, you can even bike down and slightly longer, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are good points. Good points. Emily, what do you got for uh, the Bay Area? I can do one too, but what do you got? Okay. Th- this is... So I, slim pickings. I, well, slim, first of all, I pickings. do want to give you credit. Your your food, you're you're actually making me want to go visit washing right now, which is I can't even believe those words are I know. from my mouth. And the good thing is it's almost 10 o'clock here, but I can go to flushing and everything is still open. Still not, open. Not like, you're not gonna talk to your friend in the car. No, 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 no. We, <laughs> we don't so have sad. to. We don't I'm have picturing to picturing that in my head now. It's so sad. Curtis, there's nowhere there was nowhere to go. <laughs> no, I believe you. Yeah, yeah, I believe you. Yeah, you can imagine, right? Me just driving in the sunset, nowhere to go. Okay, so yeah. I do give you food. I'm not I don't even want to talk about food because it was like <laughs> there's no food here to even compare. Right? You're making me want to go to flushing, which is crazy for me to even say, right? But yeah. I will tell you my number one reason, hands down, number one reason. So I, I don't know. This this might this this might kind of beat your answer here. We have year round excellent weather where we're outside <laughs> every day. You could be in flip flops every day. You might need a light jacket. My kids, right? This is this is like the quality of life we have. My kids are in outdoor organized sports year round. You're talking about January, no problem. They're on the soccer field at six o'clock at night. 
You know, it, it doesn't matter what month of the year we're outside playing all the time. And, and I know that that's not true in New York. <laughs> so, I yeah. mean, that's my yeah, number one. I, I think number one for me, too, would be on the same line. It's just the location. You know, there's, there's a reason why we're so dumb to pay the real estate prices out here. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of the weather. And, you know, we can, get, we can get to snow. We can get to beach. We can get to forest. We can get to so many different... Just the natural beauty of the Bay Area is just is really pretty amazing that I take for granted. And then it's it's made me never want to live. Like I love visiting New York. I love Hong Kong, love Shanghai. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I always come home because and I'm always glad to come home. You know, I never I never say to myself, Oh, I gotta leave Hong Kong. But I mean I I'm glad to be there and visit and try the food and the culture, but coming home, driving across the Golden Gate Bridge, driving across the Bay Bridge, there's something of the natural beauty and the weather and just the climate. It's just I, I don't think there's anywhere in the world with as much beauty and, and great weather that we have. Can I ask what's your what's both your degrees of tolerance? At what temperature <laughs> do you start putting on the puffer jacket? And oh uh, yeah, no, it, is it like 62, 60, 70? Yeah, yes, yeah, <laughs> from sixty-two to seventy-two. That's my that's my sweet spot. <laughs> seventy-two. I am in the pool in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, there's sometimes it's nice to go somewhere warm. You know, like I said, I was in Orlando and it was nice, but I wouldn't want to live there. <laughs> well, Orlando is humid. It's yeah. really, really humid. Yeah. I mean, New York's not that bad, but it does get a little muggy. You get a little muggy. New York's summer. pretty bad. You you guys are just finishing up a heat wave from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, but... It, it you was know, bad. To counter that point, lots of people love Four Seasons. I'm yeah, one of those yeah. people. I love experiencing different seasons. It, it kind of gives you like this... um, uh, like It, it divides up the year, so yeah, you kind of remember when, when stuff actually happened. Otherwise, if you're in like 65 degree... <laughs> temperature all the time you don't know what was 12 months ago or last week you need the seasons to divide up your memory but your wardrobe is easy just jeans and a sweater all year long it's the same it's the same i learned that really quickly when i first moved here where i'm just like wearing the same like forget about this this and this it's just like the same i know yeah i know but that's funny what you say about the memory it's true it's it's it is the same clothes all year round (laughs) (laughs) can't even tell from the pictures (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, and then the other thing, the other thing is that it doesn't, it doesn't, we're going through a drought here, but even before the drought situation, dude, it like never rains here. Like yeah. ever. Yeah. Like, is that a plus or a minus? It's kind of scary. <laughs> I've been living here 20 years. It's, it's been, it like literally doesn't rain. I mean, even, even when we weren't in a drought, it wasn't raining. And it's so, um, so it's kind of a uh, weird at first that it doesn't rain. Cause you know, New York, Curtis, uh, maybe you know this. It can rain any day, any week, you know, Yeah. <laughs> you have your umbrella handy. And with, mm-hmm. if it rains here ever, we're scrambling, like, where's the umbrella again? Like, you guys are freaking out, can't drive on the, weird. on the highway. It's super weird. So it, do, it doesn't rain. I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but never rains. Like, you can always go play outside. It's not a problem. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, you know, I think we had some good points. Again, it's it's personal taste, right? Like mm-hmm. if you want if you want late night food, don't move to San Francisco. No, no, no. <laughs> but if you want if we want year round perfect weather, don't move to New York. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of one of those things. All right. Question number two. I, w- I wanted to think a little harder on maybe a subtle. Now, this is with an Asian theme. So uh, start to think as an Asian American. What is something about your city that makes it a great place to live as an Asian American? I have one. I have one. Mm-hmm. 
So, so, you know, I worked, you know, I'm, I'm from New York. I worked a little bit, you know, in New York before I relocated to San Francisco. And, you know, my, my coworkers in New York were like the melting pot that we described. But one thing I really appreciate about living um, in, in San Francisco or working for a company that's headquartered out of the Bay Area is that immediately, you know, in, in the corporate world, you're seeing executive leadership that are Asian like yeah. senior vice presidents, you know, vice presidents, like senior leadership of a company. Yeah. And, and that makes me like, so proud. Right. Be, and because there's so many Asians here, you know, there's a lot of Asian people in the workplace. I mean, even my immediate team alone, probably at least 25% are, are just Asian versus when I was working in New York. It, I mean, it's not always like that, right. You might have one, one coworker that's Chinese or something like that. But you, you see them, um, you see a lot of Asian um, success stories here. Yeah. And, mm. and, and that makes me really feel good. Right. Cause you see yeah. someone like, you feel like you have a chance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They've broken the glass ceiling. If you know, and um, just seeing that type of advancement makes me, you know, really proud. So, and, yeah. and it's yeah. harder to come by, I think in New York. Possibly. Yeah, because those companies are a little older. And and out here, the companies are founded by Asian, you know, created by Asians. Yeah. Like a lot of CEO co-founding, you know, all of these guys out of Stanford, I'll, I'll name a few later. But yeah, you know, a lot of these companies were started by Asians. So from the very, very top, you have you have Asian representation, which is pretty cool. All right, Lingji, you got one? Uh, Sado is a bit hard. I, I actually thought very hard about this. It was kind of difficult. I've got one thing. And it it depends how you view family and extended family. Just by default, because it's such a inclusive place here, and people uh, with ex- with extended families or people that just migrate to this country tend to settle down here in Queens a lot. Just by default, you have relatives that you otherwise would not really see unless you were in this um, more centralized area. So, for instance, if you were like somewhere in Idaho or somewhere, right? You you and your immediate family settle down there. You don't really get the chance to see your extended family as much because no offense to Idaho, but no one's visiting Idaho. You know, <laughs> yeah, no yeah. other random people are yeah. settling down there. But because I'm here in Flushing and I'm in Queens and New York City and whatnot, I do see a lot of my extended family or friends of families. Like I'll literally have like my uncle's high school friend from China just also uh-huh. happens to be in New York City and he gets the chance to see his old high school friend from uh, mainland China. You yeah, know, that, yeah. that wouldn't happen if you weren't in such a, um attractive city. Yeah, with good transportation. With good means. transportation, yeah. And, and where yeah. people feel comfortable moving here for a short period of time or just coming here to work for a couple of years. Yeah, no, I, I will say that like in, in the Bay Area, a lot of my relatives are in the East Bay, which is what, 12, 15 miles, but we don't see each other that much because, uh. you know, like, like, like Emily was saying, hey, like, hey, let's all meet in Chinatown and everyone's a subway away from Chinatown, right? But here, if someone lives in San Jose, someone lives in Petaluma, someone lives in Oakland, you don't get together that much because mm. it's kind of a chore to, to do it. So New York does have that advantage of the good infrastructure to get people so you can get together a little more easily. Yeah, But that also depends. If you don't like seeing your family, then move to <laughs> Idaho. Yeah, yeah. Go move to Idaho. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Uh, I got one. This is this is kind of a cheesy cheap shot, but we are four hours closer to Asia. <laughs> uh, you do so have if, okay. You do have very cheap tickets to my favorite place in the world, Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. When I have to fly there, uh, I'm trying to. Nine, set up a what trip. are you? Seven, eight hours? You're nine hours. No, it's my memory's horrible, but it's in the teens. 
Oh wow! Well, okay. Yeah, in the teens, because we take a yeah. d- a direct flight from JFK all yeah. the way to Honolulu, so yeah, it's it's, it's in the teens. Yeah, it's it's rough because sometimes I'll be online and I'll see plane tickets on sale on those random deal websites, and it'll be from like San Jose or somewhere on the West Coast, and it's like ninety nine like, bucks. It's like ninety nine bucks. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, no, we had a lot of friends. I had coworkers who would call in sick to go to Hawaii for the weekend because yeah. it was ninety nine dollars. That's know? crazy. <laughs> It's the Southwest effect, yeah. We have the it's Southwest like maybe the only airlines. thing, good thing about where you are, you're close to Hawaii. <laughs> you know, <laughs> only thing. Oh, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because I actually was going to say that earlier. After yeah. the weather, the the mm. great weather all year round, I was going to say Hawaii. And I think, and I I will tell you that growing up in New York, you know, um, you know, I went to the Caribbean several mm-hmm. times. Like that's where people go. That was their Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Right, Florida, yeah, down south. the Caribbean. Like that was the thing, and. I will tell you that Hawaii, I mean, Caribbean is like nothing compared to Hawaii. So when my, mm. my husband's from here, from the West Coast, but he's like, oh, we want to, like, I've never been to the Caribbean. Maybe we should go to the Caribbean. And I'm like, <laughs> why would you, why would you waste your time doing that? Like, I would choose Hawaii every single time. There's like no question. You don't need to see the Caribbean like ever in your life. Like you don't understand, <laughs> right? And and I, I will say that for, you know, considering the pandemic and if you're trying to do domestic travel and trying not mm-hmm. to leave the country, how lucky yeah. are we, Curtis? I think everyone yeah, and yeah. everyone I know in California has gone to Hawaii in the last two years. Like, yeah, everyone. absolutely. I've been twice. <laughs> uh. <laughs> There's nowhere else to go. And, you know, yeah, Hawaii yeah. ain't a bad option. No, and not you, at all. Yeah. Not at all. The exchange rate is good in Hawaii, too. <laughs> You're on American uh, soil. You could, there's yeah. no COVID test. They don't care Absolutely. if you have COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love it, love it. All right, next one. Um, we're going to kind of just pick things to represent our, our locations. Uh, what are Who are two famous Asian celebrities from your hometown? Could be TV, movies, singer. Oh, come on. Queens. Who's from Queens? You're, you're a good Who's friend. Your high school buddy. My high school buddy, Nora from Queens. <laughs> Nora from Queens. Yeah, that's Aquafina, the obvious of course. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it, what high school was? Did, did she? Was it Townsend Harris? Oh no, no, I was being sarcastic. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you're about the same age, aren't you? Like, uh, I think she's a couple years younger than me. But yeah. You must know someone who knows her. Yeah, there's. It's, it's probably one degree of Kevin Bacon away. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, somewhere. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm going to go older. I'm going to go with my guy, Bruce Lee. Oh, God. Um, born in Chinatown. <laughs> the legend, the goat, the greatest of all time. You can't argue, Bruce Lee. Nope. Right? Can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you got one, Emily, or I no, got another one? No, I did not do any research. Is there okay. another one? You know, B.D. Wong? He's like, he's been in like a hundred different things. But he's in New York now. He's in New York. He yeah, lives he in New York goes, now. He's, he's bi-coastal, yeah, for yeah. sure. But uh, Lincoln High School, he's a Sunset Boy. Mm. Oh, uh, so he 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 grew up right near you, Emily. Yeah, uh, everyone knows him from Jurassic Park. You know, yeah. and he was in all the sitcoms he was in. He's also uh, in Fresh Off Nora from Queens as well. He was Nora's dad. He's Nora's yeah, dad. he was uh, oh, All American Girl with Margaret Cho. He's been in so many things. But yeah, San Francisco boy. But he he goes back and forth. But yeah, uh, shout and out then, to Queens native Lucy Liu. Oh, is she Queens? Yeah, she's from Queens. According to the internet, she's from Queens. So okay. if I'm wrong, uh, please blame the internet. Don't blame me. Yeah, she's another big one. You know, she goes way back. Mm-hmm. I remember her in like Allie McBeal. Oh, wow. Charlie's yeah. Angels. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. her. What about, what about Curtis? What's that? The, the Asian comedi- comedian. Is her name Allie, Allie Wong? Allie Wong, yeah. Allie Wong, yeah. yeah. 
University High School, San Francisco. Yeah, oh, I didn't know she went to university. And then yeah, and then let's just throw. I know not an actress, but Eileen Gu. The oh yeah, yeah, she's from University High School. She, she's the a skier, cutie. the freestyle skier. Oh yeah. yeah, Olympian, Olympic like multi champion. Yeah, actually, well, let's let's slide into that next category. Was celebrities not actors? So these could be politicians, business, or athlete. So we'll go Eileen Gu from San Francisco. What do you got, Lingji? I'm gonna draft uh, with my first pick, Vera Wang. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. She's from New York, not from Queens, unfortunately, but she is from uh, Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. No, my my wife wore a Vera Wang dress. I'm going to go all the way to the top. I'm going the vice president of the United States of America, (laughs) Kamala Harris, born in Oakland, California, was the DA of San Francisco. All right. I'm going to go with, I named my son after him. And and I was pregnant when it was happening. That's how he got the name. Lynn Sanity. My my son's name is Jeremy. I mean, Mm. I, I mean, it was just for like a hot, a hot second. I yeah. I named him Jeremy, and my my dad said, "That's great, you're naming him Jeremy, but watch out, Emily, because he's not always going to be famous." And <laughs> yeah. I, I got that like five minutes after I got I gave birth. Yeah, he he faded. <laughs> we we can both claim Jeremy, right? He's born in uh, I think he grew up in Palo Alto, yes. but played for the New York. Well, yes. most famous, most famous yeah. for that. Linsanity, uh, New York 10, 15 game stretch, yeah. 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 Linsanity, I was watching. I was watching all all the YouTube videos of the He actually guy. signed with the Warriors first. He, he you know, they they took him undrafted, I think. Yep. And yes. so he But for some reason they didn't see the talent and yeah, but he's 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 cool. He's, I think he's, he's back in China now, I think, playing. He like quit and then and then he, yeah, he plays for the CBA, the Chinese Basketball yeah. Association. I think yeah. we, I think in Beijing, last I remember, yes. the Beijing Ducks. Beijing Ducks. Beijing yeah, Ducks. Beijing. Yeah. They love him there. He's insane. <laughs> that was the end Here, of him. Here's right. the fun, and, and Ling Ji knows this too. Here's the funniest thing: when you have a podcast and you interview people, people always say, "Hey, you know, you should get, you should get Jeremy Lin so to come easy, on your so show. So easy, so easy. Piece of cake, <laughs> no problem. It's like, yeah, I'll call. Yeah, you got his number. I'll call <laughs> him up. Yep, right after uh, Aquafina and just before yeah. Henry Golding. No problem, man. <laughs> yeah, give me Jeremy Lin and Aquafina. Yeah. Gemma Chang, you can come on next week. <laughs> uh, so I, I I don't even have time to go through all the business guys out here. Oh, yeah, all there these was Stanford a lot. grads. All the Stanford grads, you know. <laughs> the YouTube guy, Steve Chen, you know, LinkedIn, Eric Lee, Zoom was a Chinese guy from Stanford. They're all these Stanford. They're not necessarily born here, though. They moved here. Uh, oh, here's one from the past. I don't know. Do you guys know Christy Yamaguchi? Yeah, yeah. of course. Of course, right? How do you yeah, not she know was, Christy Yamaguchi. She was, you know, she's about the same age as me. So I was in college, and she was winning a gold medal, and that was amazing. You You're know? giving like, away remember, your age, Curtis. I well, t- who doesn't know my age? But the the pride that we felt, you know, as an Asian American, that was the first. Well, Michael Chang, Michael Chang, the tennis player, and Christy Yamaguchi in the late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, so those are cool. And I know this guy ain't Bay Area, but did you see Nathan Nathan Chen? Oh yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, lives yeah. in the Bay Area. Does he? Where did he grow? Where did he grow up? He grew up. Somewhere. I think it was like Utah, and then his coach was in oh. LA. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, okay. My husband's name is Nathan Chin, and every time we had it on, he kept on thinking someone was calling him. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, let's end on a let's end on a fun note. Uh, Lingji, let's say I go out, I visit you in a on a on a sunny October day, and I'm visiting Flushing. Set up a day for me 
Like if I meet you early in the morning, I want to get mm-hmm. three meals in Flushing and maybe see some stuff. What what would you? Where would you take me for for three meals? Well, first of all, for you West Coast people, if it's October, please bring your uh, thick down jacket because you guys might freeze <laughs> to death when it's uh, what is it? long it's, underwear. It's, it's, it's gonna be sixty one degrees, and I see you guys in a down. I'm next to you wearing shorts and a tank top, and I'll have yeah the beanie and the scarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. So you have your puffer with you um, after we drop off my son to his daycare. Because okay. we gotta do that first. Right. Um, normally, I don't eat breakfast because I'm doing intermittent fasting. So, <laughs> I'm gonna take you on a tour of Flushing without letting you eat anything just yet. Okay. So we're, we're going to the heart of Flushing, which is the crossroads of Main Street and Roosevelt Avenue. We're gonna, we're gonna walk for a little bit, see all the bakeries that are open. After I realize that uh, I should probably be nice and courteous and actually feed you, even though you're not intermittent fasting, we're gonna go over and grab a bun. That's one thing that I think is fantastic about flushing, you can grab like a two, three dollar bun at any of the tons of Chinese bakeries over here. We're gonna take that bun and we're gonna walk down over to my favorite Shalongbao place. It's called Kung Fu Shalongbao. Shalongbao is soup dumplings for anyone that doesn't know. Soup dumplings are amazing here, but this one place, Kung Fu Shalongbao, is my favorite place. Uh-huh. Um, we're gonna get like a light order, so that means maybe just two orders: one for you, one for me. That's six pieces per. So this is brunch. This is yeah, yeah. It's it, this it, is it, pre lunch. This is pre pre brunch. Oh, okay, bow, okay. After the bow. After the bow. All you right. have to remember that there is not much to do in flushing as a tourist <laughs> <eat>. except for eat. <laughs> so you better okay. come with a very very hungry stomach. We're not seeing sights. We're you we're go seeing to flushing food. Meadow no. Park, right, and see the the World Expo. Thing. The globe. So the we'll get to that late later in the afternoon. But much of what you're seeing is the food on your plate and the menu. That's the sightseeing that that we're doing here, which is a little bit different, though. Okay. Okay. Um. So soup dumplings is fantastic. We're gonna do that for a little bit, and then we're gonna t- hop over to Flushing Meadows Corona Park. It's most famous for hosting the World Fair back in God knows which decade. But <laughs> you can Google this up and. People have seen it. It's that big uh, globe. It's um, it's made of iron, steel, whatever it is. We take a picture there, and that's the only thing that we need to do there because there's nothing else there. There's like a science <laughs> hall. There's the Queen's, Queen's Museum Natural of, of Natural History, but there is nothing there to take a look at. So after we take this one photo for Instagram, we're going to hop back onto the Uber and go back into Flushing because what do we have to do? Eat more food now. Yeah, good. Of course. Um, even though it's October, and normally that's, the hot season for us because you're in your down puffer jacket now i'm gonna take you to hot pot for a late lunch okay yeah yeah so you can finally shed this ginormous puffer jacket of yours in one hot pot uh we're gonna give we're probably gonna go to heidi lao which is a transplant from mainland china but that's my wife's favorite um, um hot pot uh-huh. place here it, it is a bit on the pricier side but it's fine curtis because you're the one flipping the bill so oh, I, I don't okay. mind this at all i thought it was your city you pay is that the rule no 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 that's uh. when did it when was it ever like that? <laughs> <laughs> is this all you can eat at least? Yeah, yeah. it's all your wallet can, can pay for. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have the joke with my friends. Everything is buffet until the bill comes. <laughs> <laughs> so you okay, can eat to right. your heart's extent until the actual bill comes. And okay, then you can figure okay. out the rest though. Um, so we do a light, uh, we do a late after, excuse me, do an early afternoon uh, hot pot, which I, I know is a bit odd, but the hot pot places here are open all day, so it's, I'm okay. perfectly fine with that. Um, finally, we're going to try to do something before we uh, shove more food into our mouths. Now, this is not very Asian, but this is very flushing. We're going to go to a baseball game. We're going to go watch the Mets. 
And especially really this year, good this year. <laughs> the, the Mets are really good this year. So this may be your one and only opportunity to see the Mets when they're in first place right now. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, yeah, if you come back it, yeah. in November, it would just tank it all. So I'm going to take you to a game. Um, it's a quick train ride away, which is just a seven train hop on five, 10 minutes when they're we're right at the park. Actually, when is the U.S. Open? U.S. Open tennis? Uh, is... that's, that's in the summer. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's earlier in the summer. Um. Because you're such a good luck charm with your giant puffer jacket, we're going to watch this game and probably Jacob deGrom or Matt Scherzer is going to throw a perfect game. Yeah, so the whole stadium is going to go wild. It's going to okay. be crazy. And we'll be there. We're going to leave the place and try to call an Uber. But because there's a horde of people outside City Field, we're going to quickly realize that's a horrible idea and jump back onto the 7 train. Okay. 7 train back down to Flushing and um, we're going to have to take an Uber from Flushing but if we go a little bit further from Flushing into Bayside, it gets a little bit more Korean. And uh, what's good about Korean food? Korean barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite Korean barbecue place is one that's been around for since, since I was a kid. It's actually not like famous by any measure, but it's a Korean barbecue buffet. It's called Picnic Garden. So uh, for any residents of Flushing, you know what I'm talking about, Picnic Garden. They've moved once, but to me, it's still the best bang for your buck. Because at this point, you've paid for my lunch, my <laughs> breakfast, and the tickets to this baseball game. So I'm trying to be courteous and not spend all your money. So we're going to a buffet Korean. What is this going to cost me? 35 Uh It's going to cost oh. you about 35 per person plus tip. Okay. That's not right. that bad. At least 100 bucks sounds like. Yeah, because we're going to get yeah. some booze. Drinks. <laughs> and I'm going to make you tip good because there are nice servers there. Okay. 200 okay. bucks. <laughs> yeah. So this is actually October 2023, right? So oh, that you right. can yes. so you can drink as well. So I can drink as well next year. Okay. And right. that's pretty much the whole day, but depending on how late you have you want to stay out, there's tons of karaoke places. Yeah. And yeah. I love karaoke and I'm going to make you love karaoke with me. <laughs> I love karaoke. There you go. I love yeah. karaoke. N- not no, a we ton don't, of places around here, but there's We don't have a ton. No. Oh, you yeah. don't. There's there's one there's one actually near me that I like. That's that but and if I go to one once in a while, that's the one I go to. But there's but other than that one, there is no other one. Maybe Japantown, yeah. did they close? I don't even know. I don't know. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, Emily and I found a little Filipino nightclub. Yes. We went to <laughs> by we accident? went to this kid's with this kid's seventh uh, birthday party thing. And it was at this Filipino I don't even remember what it's called, Fort something. Fort- it's like a restaurant, event hall, yeah. slash bar, slash dancing. Yeah, but we went there, and then w- there was like some music coming out of this other room, and we poked our head <laughs> in there, and we were like, hey. hey, hey. We're going to meet up there. <laughs> you did it. You, you found nightclub. the one place that stays open up late, so you yes, don't have yes, to stay yes, in your car. Yeah. Yes. I don't even know. Are they closed because of COVID, Curtis? Who knows? I hope Who not. Knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, that sounds like a day, man. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to save up a few dollars. And oh, then please, please, yes. October 2023, I will expect to spend three hundred dollars on <laughs> on food in one day, but you know, it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. Yeah, Plus, that, I'll keep you company. Oh yeah, that's there, that's the most important you thing. You're buying there my friendship for the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would love to get to. I would love to get to Flushing. I really would. That'd be fun. Um, Emily, you, you gonna get back to New York anytime soon? You know, we went, the last time we went um, was actually the summer before the pandemic. Okay. But but I'd love to to go back and, and take the kids back. And, and, you know, that trip that we went, now I'm regretting that we didn't, we didn't stop by Flushing to eat, but my husband did take the kids when I was out mm-hmm. one day to a Met game. We're, oh, we're, did he? Okay. Yeah. Was this uh, recently? 
this year no, last this year? Was June, 2019. June 2019. Yeah. Oh, okay. and I think okay. he may have been playing the San Francisco Giants that yeah. day. Yeah. Oh, Maybe. that's a coincidence. Yeah, we're, we're a huge. Uh, I don't know if you can see my bobblehead collection. Oh yes, we're, <laughs> we're, we're huge uh, Bay Area sport fans. Yeah, you and, and the Golden State Warriors are fun to cheer for, not like the Knicks. Oh, yeah. oh, please. Yeah. Yes. I did it's, not it's, mention the existence of a basketball team throughout this whole podcast for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy Lin just played for some some team. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Just some <laughs> random team here in New York. Not the one in Brooklyn. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's been fun. Thank, thanks for being good sports and, and having fun with I, You know, I think we can all agree that New York is is a great town. Uh, I personally think it's a it's a tough place to live. Like like again, I'm I'm kind of a soft California boy. Um, the, the it's kind of funny. Like they were they were saying that you know when a California person someone is smoking next to them, you know we we start gasping and, and <laughs> have a huge fit because a little bit of cigarette smoke, you know, because we're so soft out here with our fresh air and our <laughs> sunshine air. and your and oxygen. Our, you know, no one yells at us when we cross the street. You know, we're just, we're so we're so easy going out here. But uh, yeah, no, New York is a great town. I, I would love to to spend more time out there. Um, but I don't think I'd want to live there. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. New York's not made for everyone. If you've ever yeah. seen stuff on the internet that people post videos on the uh, subway, the MTA that we have here, uh, there's crazy stuff that goes on, on the subway, and then you'll just have all the New Yorkers just sit there on their phone and. Yeah. Just don't just, give a crap. Yeah. Don't even yeah. look. What's the point of it? It's just another <laughs> Monday morning in New York. Someone yeah. someone just died. No big deal. I'm going to No big to deal. Work. No big deal. Some <laughs> some guy has his pants off in the corner and he's and he and he's painting on the wall. It's fine. No no, no one cares. Tuesday morning. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for coming along and chatting a little New York with me. Hopefully, audience out there, you learned a little something about New York. Uh, definitely help out both of our Chinatowns uh, whenever you yes. visit. Go to Flushing, go to Brooklyn, go to Manhattan or San Francisco Chinatown. Help those folks out. For you who want to get a little taste of getting yelled at in New York, you can listen to the Worst Asian <laughs> Podcast to hear two New Yorkers yell at each other. Oh, God. All your socials are Worst Asian Pod. Correct. At pretty much most places. Spotify, you can get them at the Worst Asian Podcast, Apple, Google, all those places. Emily's YouTube channel is Finding Hoisan with Ray and Emily on YouTube. Go give it a listen. It's pretty fun. Like, I don't hear a lot of... To- you don't hear a lot of Toysan being spoken. I'm in- definitely going to watch it after this recording. Yeah, yeah. No, but it- it's fun to hear you guys joke around. And for us, you know how to get a hold of the Infatuation Podcast. We are at the Infatuation Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. So thanks, Lingji, and thanks, Emily, for coming along. Thanks for having me. Nice meeting you, Emily. Nice to meet you, too. Thanks, Curtis. It's been fun. That was more civilized than I thought it would be. It's almost 10-something here. I'm getting ready to go bar hopping, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And by bar hopping, you mean going to the kitchen and grabbing a glass of water. (laughs) One seltzer water to the the next seltzer water. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) All right. Thank you, guys. So on behalf of Lingji, Emily, and myself, we hope you're all happy, healthy, and safe out there. Until we talk to you again... Bye. 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 Thanks, guys.